because here my body size is considered beautiful and back home I was always considered <laughs> too skinny. <laughs> How, how are you guys? <laughs> Great. Feeling good. How are you feeling, Claire and Claudine? I'm cold. <laughs> it's very cold. <laughs> wow. Ladies, congratulations for our first episode together. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Up and running, talked about self-love love and you know debuted on the valentine's day we should have done it on galentine's but okay whatever people okay, yeah <laughs> whatever haters gonna hate <laughs> it goes i think it, I, I think it goes on any any day really you're right yeah actually every day is a self-love day you're yeah yeah i like that every day is a self-love day and today we have a bomb topic and it's a da, 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 I won't spill the juice. It is a big <laughs> industry, a made industry. And our topic is beauty. <laughs> it's all about the beauty. And I'll just do a little introduction. Guys, if you're listening into it for the first time, welcome to this global safe place for all types of women it is that place for women to live life boldly fiercely and freely oh my gosh we nailed it <laughs> <laughs> let's get right into it right i mean i wish we had all the day i love talking to you guys it has been super exciting and super insightful with so many gems to take home and to think about. So today, to open up our session, guys, let's talk beauty. What is beauty? Mm. <laughs> Why did Claudine make that sound? <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Just so deep, like, mm. <laughs> what is beauty? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that might be because for a long time, beauty has been defined on the on the shallow. You know, it it a lot uh, a lot of people when when you think of beauty, the first thing you're trying to imagine is you know somebody with a beautiful face or a beautiful body or probably with a lot of makeup on. You know, but for me, beauty goes way beyond that. For me, anything that I find pleasurable is beautiful to me. So if I feel like this person is really smart or intelligent and I feel like they just have this um, deep wealth of knowledge and on the things that I like, that person is beautiful, you know, to me or somebody, you know, just like we say, oh, this person has a beautiful voice. I love music. So when I hear somebody with a beautiful voice, you know, that, that person is beautiful to me as well. So I think that we should just encourage the notion of people expanding their concept of beauty to just beyond the shallow. There are people who looking at them in the first instance, you know, they might they might not, you know, have what we term that definition of beauty, but when you come to know them and talk to them and converse with them, you, you realize that they do have a beautiful mind. 
Hmm. So yeah, so so beauty um has a lot of definitions and it definitely goes way beyond what we can see. Oh man, that's deep, yeah. girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the same page with you, Bemisala, actually, because for me, beauty, I mean the dictionary uh definition is always that beauty is a combination of qualities such as shape, color, or form that please the aesthetic senses, especially the sight. So there are people, when you look at them and you look at their features, you just feel like, oh, this person is beautiful. Mm -hmm. But I've also had situations where when that person opens their mouth, Mm -hmm. that beauty Mm -hmm. begins to fade. (laughs) (laughs) It fades immediately. And in a few minutes, I just think, oh, my goodness, you are not beautiful. Yeah, And there are some people who may not be pleasing to the eye when you look at them, but the minute they begin to speak to you, Mm -hmm. they just, oh, they love kindness, and they just become beautiful. That's interesting. A quick question to you guys, something I've just been thinking about. Do you use the word beauty for men and women interchangeably? Yeah, that's another thing. I don't think I've ever used man for uh beautiful for a man before actually thinking about <laughs> it. So yeah. yeah. Um I just wanted to say um I think my high school teacher did a great job because I still re- use the word handsome for men and beautiful for women. Yeah, but can we I I think I think it's acceptable to say a beautiful man. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> is it my 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 brother I'm used to sure. be called a beautiful child but he was exactly, a guy you know? yeah. he's a guy but i felt like people were saying he was pretty like they felt he was a girl and so they were like oh that's such a beautiful boy and then he grew up and people were like oh okay <laughs> oops <laughs> That's, I think it, it still comes down to if we can ex- expand the concept of beauty, then we, we might be able to use it for any gender. Oh, I, I, like, I like that because the beauty industry is very, it's, it's not, okay, you have a lot of users according to the statistics that are women. But the beauty industry is across all genders. And then you you have all these, you know, definitions of what gender is. And then you start putting everything in the bracket. So I feel like the beauty industry has tried and is still ramping up to all types of people, which makes the whole concept of beauty, I think, very non-gender oriented. However, yeah, that's really true. I've never used the word beautiful or beauty when I was referring to a man I usually use it with women yeah unless we're addressing something in particular for example we would say oh that's a beautiful haircut for a guy I don't don't think I ever said that's a handsome haircut before yeah that's true I I know I will be butchered by grandma grandma police I know know, guys (laughs) But I I love what you guys said, uh, which is, you know, cutting deeper than the surface, right? Um, I tend to think of beauty as a social contract, a group contract, uh, any type of context whereby if we agree, 
that, wow, this is pleasing. Or if I agree with myself that this is pleasing and satisfying, that's going to be beautiful to me. And I feel it's so fluid in the sense that um, when I was just reading um, and looking up how beauty has changed, right? You see that a lot of social contracts have been broken, have been ended. Some are limitless. Some have stayed and some have ended. Like if I look back to my parents' pictures, I'm like, guys, really? Like, <laughs> did, did you really do this? Like, did you really find that appealing? And I, I think, yeah. yeah, that that was a limit, a limited beauty contract between themselves. I hope they don't bring it back, but things are coming back. <laughs> That's what I was going to say is that style really is just like this circle that keeps going round and round. So you see something that maybe was in fashion 50 years ago and then somebody just refines it in a more acceptable way today and boom, it's 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 back. Yeah. Yeah. And the standard is also different according to region or location. Yeah. So you find that the beauty standards in Africa are sometimes different to the beauty standards in Europe. Yeah. Um, and in the States. So depending on where you are, your idea of beauty can be different. Yeah, yeah. That's such a powerful thing to say. Because, you know, I, I think of a story, true story. When I came into Europe for the first time for my studies, it's not true for everyone. But from my side, I had not learned how to look people in the eye because I thought, well, I'm being respectful to their boundary. So I felt... If somebody stared at me and looked at me in the eye, I felt, wow, they're so disrespectful. And it immediately made them ugly because I was like, how could this person disrespect my space? Why are they staring at me? And then I realized, oh, no, actually, when people look at you in the eye in some formats, they are saying, I see you and I hear you. Uh, whereby I, I never had a situation where I remember eyeing my grandpa. You know, I, I never had that. And I think maybe it was our family context, but I've met other people who also say the same, whereby, you know, I defined it as a respectful space um, in order not to stare someone, you know, like that. I think it, it's an African thing because it, we experience the same thing in Nigeria where I'm from. And looking at somebody older than you, like right in the face is seen as a form of disrespect so like you shouldn't and, and, and I'm not even going to go into all the issues associated with that but you know just just to say what we're saying like and so I have the same issue as well when I came into the states I mean I couldn't look people in the face especially if they were older than me and I realized that people didn't take me serious because they were like if if you can't look me in the face and say what you need to say or what you want to say then I mean you're definitely not talking to me so definitely mm. it, it, it took some time for me to to get over that as well but that that seems to be an African thing I think uh, one of our deep uh, um, issues with you know respect and culture and and all that I just wanted to put that there mm -hmm. yeah and also, interestingly enough, so when I came to Europe, I loved it because here my body size is considered beautiful. <laughs> and back home, I was always considered too skinny. <laughs> no, like I was never the first choice. It was always like get some meat on your bones first. 
So when I came this side, I was actually considered pleasing to the eye, as they say it. And I have a German friend, and she's Kevy, and she went and did um, an exchange semester in South Africa, and she loved it because then when she was home, she was like, "Oh my God, Claudine, I was actually." among people where I'm considered mm -hmm. beautiful <laughs> and everyone is is okay with that so that's very, it's an interesting dynamic to see and I think that brings us to the next thing that we're trying to talk about which is do you feel beautiful all the time and when do you feel beautiful do I feel beautiful all the time <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's related to my mood. So it depends on how I am feeling. If I'm feeling really joyful, happy, then I also feel beautiful. But if I'm just having a moment, then I don't feel beautiful. Yeah, I'm with you there. But if for me, it's more the confidence. Uh, when I feel confident, I feel so beautiful like I am today in my in my little robe it was a free day I just felt super confident and I feel super beautiful and I just have moments where yeah it's just just not like that so I connect really my my confidence level is is somehow <laughs> my my most appealing I'm most appealing when I'm fully in who I am and fully accepting that Claire, this is you today and you are beautiful. Um, it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, there are times where it's it needs work. It has needed more work for me to get into that space. Yeah, definitely saying that I'm totally with Claire about the confidence and sometimes it's like even from outside. So sometimes I dress up and I feel like, oh, I'm the bum today. But then I go out and the first person I meet is looking at me like, uh, no. And that immediately, <laughs> and that immediately, you know, dampens my mood. And then I become so self-conscious, and the self-confidence I was feeling like, oh, I'm hot, and I'm, I'm just killing it today. It just goes away. Um, getting feedback from people outside and letting them determine how I feel if I'm feeling beautiful at that uh, moment. And sometimes, you know, if I, it's, it's. It could be the opposite. So if I go out and, you know, I see people are looking at me and they're smiling, you know, sometimes it may be even someone, you know, comes up to me and say, oh, you look good. And definitely, you know, I start to feel even more confident and feel like, oh, yeah, maybe I'm beautiful. So sometimes, you know, how people react to how I'm looking also determines um, um, how I feel sometimes. Bemisola, question to you. Um, without the validation, uh, what has helped you step into that beauty suppose you you are you know dressed up and popping and then somebody comes and says well yeah doesn't look like shit um what what makes you then step into that feeling beautiful again or feeling beautiful wholly yeah so definitely one thing i'm definitely trying to work on now is to definitely not uh, take on other people's opinion and immediately accept it. So now even if I go out and I already feel like I'm I'm feeling good, 
I'm not even going to really pay attention. So even if I see someone looking at me like, uh, you don't look at, I'll be like, uh, you don't look at either, <laughs> you know, and I just have to, you know, and that's where like my words of affirmation still, and then I'll just be like, oh, girl, you are looking up. And I just tell myself, you know, girl, you look nice. You look beautiful. You, you look amazing. And just put a big smile on your face, uh, on my face, because I realize that most of the time, once people if people see you smile they tend to smile back you know and and you just you know made that environment beautiful and it, then it, it goes away from what you're putting on to just you know the the atmosphere and the vibes that you're you're giving out so then i just try to give out beautiful vibes so so that i can get something beautiful back in return oh but miss Allah, you shouldn't come and live here because here people don't give compliments they just stare and they yes so it's just a blank stare without a smile without any compliments so even if you're looking good you wouldn't really know but I had a question for Claire because she mentioned confidence so is confidence your beauty button do you feel like that's what you use to turn on like your your beautiful because for me I feel like a little bit of makeup gives me a pick up if I just put a little bit of makeup. <laughs> then then I feel good. So Claire, is confidence your power button? I feel makeup. What does makeup do for me? Makeup makes me own my story of who I want to walk out as. I love it because I think of like I have to put out the brothers out there when the brothers are like, oh, women men don't like women like, and I'm like, well, this is who I want to walk out as. I'm gonna put makeup and I'm gonna be the person I want to be and walk out and be that alter ego. So it, let, it lets me be and own who I want to be. Uh, is that a confidence? But maybe, yeah, maybe I define it like that because then I'm really in my A game and I own it. And ladies, I just want to say that for me, I also do feel beautiful when I feel like I'm smashing my goals and I'm like having one of my high, high days and I just feel like, hey girl, nothing can touch you. And that just makes me feel beautiful. Can't touch this. <laughs> exactly, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> you know, makes me feel beautiful. It doesn't even matter what I'm looking like outside, but inside of my mind, I'm feeling like absolutely beautiful and on top of the world when I feel like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm being productive. I'm checking things off of my checklist and I'm doing the things that I wanted to do and I'm getting good results back, you know, yeah. So that that is uh, one of the moments when I feel really beautiful as well. Uh, I'm interested to know, do you guys like follow trends? Like, because especially in the makeup world, it keeps on changing. If you remember eyebrows, at some point it was super fashionable to have them ultra thin and now it's a different trend. I'm just interested. Do you guys follow that? Oh, now, now it's the eyelashes that, that like can, can wipe a door. No, can wipe a screen. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. The ones that flap like they call wings. Them fox lashes now. The ones where even both the top and the bottom lashes are like... <laughs> It's like a it's like a bird flapping. Yeah. So for me, I I would say that even if I wanted to follow the trends, I I couldn't because I always come leaked. Like <laughs> I get there, I get there where everybody's leaving. I I find out when the information lasts. So 
I don't and I, I don't really follow the trends because I'm I'm not that kind of a person. I'm a me, me kind of person. So I'm like, I only do me. I only do what works for me. I only do what makes me feel beautiful. You will never catch me in those eyelashes. I think eyelashes are beautiful. I really I, I've seen people and I'm like, wow, that is so gorgeous. And those eyelashes, yeah. <laughs> I've never mastered the art of putting them on myself, so I just left that out. Like, my go-to makeup items is just my concealer, my mascara, and my lipstick. That's all I need. I was that girl before the pandemic, but during the pandemic when I was stuck at home for about three months I'm like you know what I'm gonna get this makeup thing together and then I went out there and I got a couple of makeup products and just I would watch YouTube videos and makeup like back to back and I really did picked up a couple of things now sometimes when I do makeup you actually think that it was a, a startup professional like that's how good I can be girls you glammed yourself up <laughs> I definitely did I got a whole uh, bunch of products and just I really spend a lot of money now that I think about it. I mean, it, it is nice sometimes if I can just like sit down and just, you know, really, really glab myself up, you know, but that's that's not my day-to-day um, type of uh, makeup. So now they're just sitting there somewhere, wasting away. <laughs> yeah, I was just um, looking at trends, um, at the top trends, beauty trends. I, I do look at things I I, not just beauty trends but like just business trends because we're talking about a half a trillion industry so I'm very much interested in 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 that especially when it comes to to Africa black women and and people owning um a part of of their own stories right and I, I feel like stories could be in in glamorizing things that have not been glamorized before like I was just looking at the top three trends um before our call when we're just having the little talk and you see there one of them is like clean and transparent skincare Mm. and I was just thinking wow you know when I grew up I remember my aunties you know doing some of the the things that people now coin as an industry right and and that is what makes me so much excited because I'm like, wow, young girl, there's so much out there and you can make your own trend, right? This is what I'm I'm really powered by when I think of the whole pandemic. Uh, like suddenly you look up and the first trend that comes up is sanitizer is a thing now, you know, it's glamorous. Apparently, uh, you know, hygiene is glamorous. Um I have to say, I grew up and nobody taught me about hygiene. I had to grow up and and be in situations in in high school being pulled back. And then, then I was like, yeah, no one taught me these things. Like my first deodorant was ba- like long into my adult life. Okay, don't, don't judge me here, but <laughs> in my... <laughs> okay in my high school but but the thing is imagine okay here's the thing I grew up I was raised by my mom who was doing a lot for us and buying a deodorant meant you need to spend money on it so there were other things that were much more important um so 
I did grow up sometimes even stigmatized for the way that I did things because I didn't come from a wealthy family. I didn't have some of these things. So when I did get access to them, oh my gosh, you can bet I went all out. And hygiene is something I feel um, people don't speak about so much. You know, some people told me that they were taught by their aunts. I didn't have an aunt who sat down with me or there's people who sat down with me and walked me through some of these aspects. And I think these are so important as a woman, as a young girl, when you are going into that, you know, adulthood phase, your puberty phases. I think that's so important. And we can be that person for someone. So when I think of the beauty stuff, I think there's so many things and, and that just almost gets me super emotional because I just think back in my times, man, young girls, other young girls have no mercy on you, I'm telling you. And I could not share my story of where I came from, you know, um, and sometimes people judge you for certain things. So I feel a lot of young girls out there who might not understand the whole spectrum of beauty. Um, there's a whole lot of things and there's a whole lot of place we can play in setting that trend for other young girls who are overlooked in this whole topic. Yeah. And one thing I wanted to add about the current trends is I'm really proud about how African knowledge is actually part of the trends because if you remember when we when we were growing up the natural ingredients like cocoa butter coconut oil um shea butter i don't know making a mask using a, a sugar scrub olive oil these were the things which we had in our kitchen making like taking avocados from the tree i remember that is what we used to use and nowadays, it's actually like the top trend to take care of your skin using these natural ingredients. Yeah, and, and just to add to what you were saying, Claire, I definitely feel you on, on growing up and having nobody to, you know, talk to you about that stuff. Definitely for me as well, deodorant was a luxury. I mean, like, don't even, you know, talk about it. But what I just want to say for the trends is that um, just to encourage, you know, all the, the girls and the ladies who are listening to us um, right now is that, first of all, you're beautiful just the way you are, regardless of if you can't afford a deodorant right now or not. You know, you, you're already beautiful. You're already perfect as long as, you know, you you are continuously working to improve yourself. The beauty industry is just an add-on. It's just an add-on to to who you already are you makeup is not is not going to make you beautiful if like claudine said you you don't have that beauty that radiates from inside so the most important thing is to have that beauty from from inside as well and you know and just like we're, we're saying now even if you're in a place where maybe you can't really have access to the expensive um brands and the products um we have so many things that, you know, like you said, you can pluck avocados from the trees or, you know, shea butter or the oils, you know, and and all that. So um, it's definitely important to remember that um, you you are beautiful 
you know, just just the way that you are. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Beautiful the way you are and you can work with what you have. I remember when we were younger, we used to use a bicarbonate of soda for almost everything. It was our mouthwash. We, we would use that as well for, for as a scrub. So you don't have to put so much pressure on yourself. Oh my gosh, yes. Bicarbonate of soda saved <laughs> saved lives, yo. <laughs> So what what is your definition of the 21st century beauty? I was just looking up like one of the things, procedures, cosmetic procedure that has been developed is called Zoom face. What? <laughs> and <laughs> Zoom face. People go in and they're like, can you do the Zoom face on me? Apparently it's a thing, you know. And I remember watching Ellen DeGeneres, the comedian, and she was talking to a young lady, I don't remember who it was, but she was also talking about a group of women who are going to get procedures where they actually get like young boys foreskin and put it on their face, right? Wow. And it got me thinking, I was like, wow, you know, these are like people go out of their way to maintain youth. Um, and I was just thinking, well, that that's insane you know i i get it it's an industry etc and when you are in the entertainment industry uh you you have to maintain your asset right which is you you have to keep yourself fit you have to keep yourself healthy and i feel the pandemic has sort of you know boosted that in terms of people asking themselves the the real question you know who do i want to be and in order to be who you want to be, you have to be a healthy person, right? You have to ensure that you're also a kind person if you want to make impact and things like that. So when I think of the 21st century beauty, I like what all of you said in terms of internal beauty. Um, and I really strongly think that we are going to have new industries popping up that didn't exist before, that are really based on creating very authentic beauty standards. Um, I think, Claudine, you're just saying, you know, bicarbonate soda. Wow, that was the most basic thing. Beauty will become more inclusive because we've seen what the pandemic has done. People want to be connected as well. People want to live healthy. So you will have all these things now coming up to build a robust person who is human at heart, who is authentic, who is healthy, and who is just living life and making the most um, instead of this whole industries of the past that were really based purely on aesthetics and one type of aesthetic. Um, I feel like in as much as we have made progress, like right now, the idea of beauty is represented by people of all shapes and sizes and, and skin color. I still do feel like we are putting so much pressure on ourselves. It's almost like we are locking ourselves in a little prison. Uh, I'll give you an example. We are so used to taking photos with filters on all the different apps such that sometimes when I just make a normal photo without a filter, I do a double take, mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, is that me? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. 
Yeah, because I'm now so used to, to having the Snapchat filter, the Instagram filter. And I actually mm. remember reading an article of people who are now going to their surgeons and saying they want to look like their Snapchat oh, filter. God. So we, we really need to stop a bit. And um, I'm really scared when I think of that. I don't know if the human race will be able to control this monster that we are creating. For me, the 21st century has definitely made a lot of progress about um, what people would just put together and call makeup. So now people are so conscious about what they're doing and what they're putting on their face and what they're putting on their bodies. And people are saying no to products that have been tested on animals or uh, products that are not, you know, organic and, and chemical free. So and 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 that's very nice to see because there were so many products with so many harsh chemicals and and harmful products and and casino genes and so many things that you know were just not even supposed to be put on the human body but now we we seen a lot of people saying no to those products and people are very um determined to you know read the contents and the ingredients on um on makeup products for me uh, I'm I'm really glad that the 21st century brought those changes as well that's really that's really lovely um I'd like to piggyback bank on on Claudine's topic really really important especially for the young girls we have to ask ourselves why young girls today feel that pressure to be beautiful according to the standards in most cases that are tagged by by the opposite sex right that they're trying to attract or to other people that they're trying to to attract I was just um, thinking of of my little sister uh, and my cousins who are on on Instagram, and you have a lot of competition out there. And what people don't realize is what people put out on the social media is not hundred percent the truth. Um, and I hope to see more and more authentic stories out there that represent um, what a true woman looks like. Um, somebody was just saying, for example, uh, women, uh, I think Instagram has some laws that if you put certain pictures, um, they don't show it, they tag it as being a violation. And in some cases, it could be like breastfeeding um, or, or things like well, for breast cancer awareness and things like that, where it's tagged as, um, you know, violation um, and things like that. So I hope that we will advocate for more and also demand more from the platforms that are gaining money from the industry of beauty uh, that we really push, that we show authentic women. Uh, and I think we need to demand more standards to especially big companies that are cashing in. Yeah, definitely, Claire, because uh, like you said, what, what we see as a theme now you know, it's because of the people who refuse to shut up, the people who refuse to be intimidated, the people who didn't let their voice be be drowned. I mean, but, uh, um, plus size people were body shamed for so long. So many people have lost their lives, have lost their confidence just because of how they were, you know, body shamed. But the only reason why why it's a thing now is because somebody decided not to keep quiet. Somebody decided that they would keep, you know, pushing for it so like you said we have to 
continuously and and uh, uh, remember to to always be that voice that advocates that everyone is beautiful no matter your color no matter your shape no matter your size no matter what you look like because like we all agreed beauty is something that comes from inside so which brings me to our next question which is which is what can we do to support women to feel more confident how how do we uh, get every woman to feel included in in the topic of beauty i think you guys have already um answered that question in a way because you were just um talking about older women being more authentic or more vulnerable like i feel like that will be really the starting point to say the older women can set an, an example for the younger girls by just being more authentic. And when they see that, when they see that we are okay standing as we are, then they will also be able to to follow in our tracks. For me, I feel like we need to have uh, men included in this conversation because for us, for a lot of women, we get our support from the men in our lives, from our partners, our husbands, our brothers, our dads. And, you know, if we feel like the men in our lives keeps keep you know tagging this particular spectrum of women beautiful you know so i i feel like we need to get the men involved in this conversation you know let them express support for their women so if if you're a man with a, a a plus size woman let her know that she's beautiful if you're a man with a skinny woman, a woman of color, you know, just just let them know that they're beautiful, and and just so that you know every woman has that that uh, support. I I absolutely love that. I it's a conversation for everybody. Um, I also want to add onto the the global landscape, right, of of beauty, uh, where I mean when you look at the whole beauty industry we can do more to make it inclusive. Um, and I just wanted to tag three products that I found really, really amazing, um, which I would like to share with other other women out there. One of them was, was this, like, um, it's a product on, on one of the things you mentioned, Claudine, on natural ingredients, um, Hana Hana Beauty. And they're using... Um, organic resources it's um, founded in Nigeria I believe I might be wrong or in Ghana maybe they're using shea butter natural oils and I know maybe that industry looks a little bit exhausted exhausted right when you think of the shea butter natural oils Uh, but there's so many other natural ingredients out there I know I said three products I don't want to make it a platform for products but I thought I'll just really give a shout out to these because I think they're doing a lot of work to make the industry inclusive. And if you are going to shop for products, uh, I would say let's be more mindful of what we are buying and, and uh, really look into the supply chain, um, which is why I bring out these, these uh, products. African Botanics, this is in South Africa. They also use unique ingredients, raw materials, um, and it just goes to show that there is still a part that is so untapped. So if you're a young person and you are using products that don't represent you, I want to say, well, start your own if you see a gap and you're so excited of this industry. 
start your own be that voice for other people that are not being represented i know there are a lot of women in the grassroots um and the third one is actually not a product but it's a group of women that are coming together in zimbabwe i know they they support women to make their own products so at the end the women uh, it's women that have gone through trauma and they come together and they're taught how to make soap, how to make uh, deodorants and things like that. And they can use that to propel themselves. Uh, and I find that so powerful, having communities come together at the grassroots level. Absolutely. Yeah, I just want to say um, for everyone, and this, this is even to women and men as well, just do you, like just do whatever makes you happy because that's that's when you'll find your true beauty don't try to fit in i don't think no one has a right to tell women how how to be how to look how to dress um everyone should just have the right to be who they want to be and one thing i love really about the current generation is that we are so bold so people exist in all different styles and we are able to coexist you know, next to each other in our different styles. And I absolutely love that. Girls, sisters, sisters, it has been an amazing time again. Yeah, we have come to the end of our session um, and we will do a little call to action. Guys, I think if you are listening to us for the first time, I hope that you know where to find us. We are on the Spotify, we are on Apple Podcasts, we are on all platforms that you can play podcasts on. So just feel free to find us there, the Sister Sister Podcast. You'll find Cleolani. We are also on Clubhouse. We are hosting a Bold Women Leaders Room. If you are there, we have it every Tuesday. Um, yeah, you know where to find us. We have a website called the sister slash sister dot org where you will find us. Uh, we will have reports or articles. We will just have a lot of things coming up for you. And if you have any ideas of topics or things that you would like us to discuss, don't hesitate to write to us. Either me, Claire, or Claudine, or Bemisola, we are all here for you in order to support each other. And this is a safe space in order to live life boldly, fiercely, and freely. Oh. Thank you so much. Love it.